Money FM 89.3, the best of Saturday mornings. Joining us now in the studio, Dr. Loretta Chen, the CEO, co-founder of Smobler Studios. Loretta, as always, it is a pleasure to see you. We last saw you in February when you had just uh, published your book. Wow. There we go. Was that February already? It I mean, was. Today it's what? It's no, we're pushing December. This we are ridiculous. indeed, Loretta. We are indeed. So how have you been? Oh, my goodness. It's been uh, it's been wonderful. Always nice to see you both, gentlemen. <laughs> I always feel so much more informed when the minute I step into <laughs> your studio. Well, this is pretty rarefied yeah. air. We don't. <laughs> we don't. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely not the X studio, that I can tell you. Yes. We, we feel a little bit news. dumber when we leave. Just yeah. because of us, but not yeah. because of our guests. Uh, so. We try our best. <laughs> you can tell this is a culture of love here. This is no act. It, it is. It is. But I've been I've been doing great, gentlemen. Uh, thank you for the invitation. I came back specifically for the Singapore FinTech Festival, obviously. Yeah. So very excited to share what we've been up to, to check on what you gentlemen yeah. have been up to. But yeah, it's it's been phenomenal. Let's get to the uh, Singapore FinTech Festival in a second. But first, let's talk about Smobler. Because when you were last on, we didn't really talk much about what your company does. And, you know, the words that you use on your website, a turnkey Web3 metaverse architect and solutions provider headquartered in Singapore with representative offices around the world, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? Because you're integrating Web3 with digital applications, co-creating diverse ecosystem with strong of us. That's a lot of words. It is a yeah. lot of He's words. He's already which sounding also, like which, C-3PO. Which also tells yeah. me I should rewrite all that, which we are because we are rebranding and we have dropped studios and, and because we have expanded. So we're now yeah. Smobler. Like, okay, let's so, start there. Web so. 3.0 versus the metaverse. I see this quite a lot. A brief description of what both are and what the differences are. Absolutely. You're testing me. Jason gave a keynote yesterday as part of SSFF. So if you think about, I always want to say the best way to look forward in time or to know where we are, so look back in time. So think about what the web one era was what when the web one era was exactly what we were when we were growing up we could just only download information information was one way right and we were all consumers or better yet users I'll joke about it but then I there is some truth to what I'm saying that there are only still two industries in the world that used the word users uh, and that is the drug industry and the tech industry. <laughs> so we are users in Web 1. In Web 2, as your news was just talking about, right, that people are upset with platforms that, mm. you know, and they don't want to support people that are irresponsible. Why? Because today platforms have power. People can also become platforms, and that is both of you are platforms. You were just talking about your following. You are all platforms today in the Web 2 space that we're inhabiting right now. It is the age of interaction, the age of platforms. However, we also then also see the rise of Big tech, whole other conversation. I'll come back next week, next year. <laughs> uh, and this is where it leads us into the Web3 era, where we're all collectively saying we're democratizing media, democratizing tech, and mm. saying we can now all participate in technology, be able to own a piece of our technology, our own data, because that's the saying, right? If you're not paying, you're the product. Right. So we are all we all have been productized in Web2. We all are. We, we use it. <laughs> we consume it. But we're also being productized and you're being fed all of these things that you don't want to read. In Web3, the idea or the ideal is that it's interoperable, it's immersive, it's about our own identity and we own it. Again, it's an ideal, we're very early stages, but that's what Web3 is about, that ideally you are your own platform and you are, better yet, you are your own brand and you can take your brand. So, so what would that look like? You. What would that look like for the average Singaporean? Absolutely. So one of the best examples I often always like to give is an example of the sandbox. Uh, for full disclosure, they are our investor. 
However, I use it as a good metaphor and example of what a metaverse can look like, not to say it's the only metaverse, because it allows you to create, to own, and to monetize in your own digital data and assets. So this means you can log on to the sandbox, you could purchase a piece of land, you could then build an experience, and you could also then monetize on it. You can create an event, you can sell tickets, you can create avatars, etc. So that is a good example of a metaverse. But there are also other metaverses, as we've heard. I mean, famously. So, is oh, sorry, is the sandbox, is that like the game The Sims? Sort of, kind of, yes. You could create yes, your town yes, and, and exactly. all that. But that right? is a, a, an era that I wasn't even born in yet, so I have no idea That's what you're web talking one. about. That's web one, I'm yeah. kidding, I'm <laughs> kidding. But, but yes, I mean, everything in technology is an evolution, right? Nothing is just, you know, dropped in. We didn't, right. you know, sort of wake up overnight to this. It's an evolution off. So to your point, you're absolutely right. The key differentiation is the advent of blockchain, Hmm. that now enables us to be able to prove that this is our data. Ownership is now being enabled by technology in a way that was previously not able. Um, previously, only big tech or big companies or big regulators or you know big powers that be could prove identity and ownership. That hence we get an identity card. Hence we you know do paperwork and it gets stamped on by powers that be. Today, with greater proliferation and diversification and the advent of blockchain, you're going to see more and more um, desires for ownership. Can I just add to that? As a luddite, I might say I feel like I don't own anything. Because the banks know everything about me. Facebook knows everything about me. They know where I am, what I'm doing, what I'm consuming, what I'm buying. I a- feel AI is stealing your books. Literally. <laughs> yeah. literally, literally. They've stolen seven of my books I recently, imagine. I just yeah. discovered, and being fed into the AI machine. I feel less democratized than ever. Yeah. So what, what would you say to people who feel that way? You're absolutely right. I think that, that is why there is now a corresponding movement. And I'll tie that into our SFF discussion in, in, in just a while. So I think what's important now is this sort of bridge, right? We, we're calling now the Web 2.5. But it is this bridge where, um, on the one hand, you're absolutely right. I mean, sometimes I go online, I Google, I'm like Loretta Chen. I'm like, I'm told I have like $5 million or $50 million. <laughs> That's <laughs> my net worth. 6.5. Six, six and yeah, a half. What? Yeah, yeah. I know. What? Yeah. And that is not fake news. It is absolutely true. In Wait, fact, it's half. Right? <laughs> but yes. In Neil's case, it's totally fake news. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not even Thai bot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, the, so there is that. Mm. But then there is now this advent to, to, to put it in more colloquial terms, right? Or to give you a real life example, uh, we've just brought the entire kingdom of Bhutan onto the metaverse. Why? Mm. Now, Bhutan has recognized that um, it is one of the last countries in the world, to put it in context, it was one of the last countries in the world to actually have national television. So you only had TV in the 90s. And they see the blockchain and advent of metaverse and Web3 as a way for them to leapfrog into the future Mm. because it's a cheaper technology to implement. And they now have, for context, put their entire national digital identity on a blockchain. Colloquial terms is like putting your sync pass onto a blockchain. So you get to own that. Meaning, um, if previously I were a Bhutanese farmer and I was not allowed to set up a bank account because I walk into the bank and they have my records and it says, Mr. Bhutanese farmer, you can get a bank account. But today, because I can actually have my digital identity proven on a blockchain is in my wallet, I can actually now be able to be banked. Um, And that's also a conversation that will lead to SFF. But that is potentially quite powerful for previously unbanked, unregistered, represented communities, which is huge. Mm, fascinating. Yeah, it is fascinating. Mm, mm. The the Bhutan example, right? Mm-hmm. You're creating capacity. You're, so 
you're empowering this Bhutanese system to be on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. So what does that what does that look like? If I, if I want to go and get information about Bhutan, mm-hmm. do I then only get it through their their system, their portal, their whatever? Like how does that how does that work? If- yeah. So so we're in really early stages. So um, so the, the intention is to have the national digital identity uh, uh, program. So that's one, and it's in tandem with that's for Bhutanese people. Correct. Right. And it's in tandem with this notion of self sovereign identity. You should be able to own your data. You should be able to own your identity. Right. Just as what you were saying. If you wrote a book, Neil wrote a book. You should be able to say, I I I have that. I own that. Mm. So his digital footprint is on exactly. that book wherever it is. Exactly. exactly. It's like having a watermark right. and then proving okay. that this this is mine. Yeah. So again, you can invite me in again next year. Are there going to be pros and cons? Are there going to be people doing nefarious things? Yes. So that's why we always see it's a, a public-private uh, collaboration and it's a partnership. However, to your point, the, uh, the idea is yes. What we are doing specifically at Smobler is this. Understanding that this is a national mandate, we then come in as private partners to work with the public and we're creating capacity and capability development program to engage young Bhutanese to understand how to get into Web 3.0. So they're already very digitally savvy. The younger population, uh, as you folks probably well know in Latam and in Indonesia and in large parts of the world, there's a very young population. They're all on mobile devices, right? right? That's their, that's In fact, the one thing they want to purchase the minute they have access to money. And so the young Bhutanese population, they're already not watching television. I don't know if they're listening to radio, but <laughs> they're definitely on their mobile devices. So we go in, we teach them to understand that the mobile space is not just a space for entertainment and information. Yes, it is. But you can also create digital assets and be able to monetize it, which is an evolution from e-commerce, right? Because today we know young people, I, I sit in a taxi and they're like, oh, today I bought this thing that I sell on carousel or mm-hmm. I'm buying, selling, trading. Mm-hmm. Or if they're young, they're already on Roblox, they're playing games and they're creating skins, they're creating castles or digital assets and properties and trading amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. But they can't take all of those creations and assets out of the Roblox system. But in the open metaverse, you are able to take that out, put into your wallet, and then take that potentially into another platform. Right. I think I understand it now. So if I'm the Bhutanese, if I've understood it correctly, Loretta, I take ownership over my whole economic existence. Is that correct? I buy and sell to my own fingerprint, whatever account I sell, I buy, I bypass banks and everything else. Is this correct? Is what this I'm is saying? correct because if you think about it today, how do we access a lot of our data? Mm-hmm. We are all, to, to log on that piece of news site that you're going, you probably logged on with neilhumphreys at gmail.com. Yeah. Whether or not you're using Google or Gmail doesn't matter. Yeah. But the fact is that that has become your identity and that's tied to big tech. Right. right. So whether or not you use their services, you're already interpolated. Got it. Exactly. Which was going to be my next point was I can see how that would work in Bhutan because, as you correctly said, they've bypassed the 2.0 part that we've all gone through. How do we in Singapore and elsewhere extricate ourselves from the banking setups, the passwords? From, from 2.0 into Basically, 3.0. Yes. It's because we're, we're too entrenched in the we social are, media, digital media, banking, commerce, whatever you want to call it. We absolutely How do we get are. out we absolutely, if we want to? And, and I think that's the thing. I don't think it's about a getting out. And do we even getting, want to is yeah, my question. Exactly. Right? But a getting around and getting about. So this then is a great segue to SFF because the huge part of conversation this, this year, aside from AI, 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 I mean... At the FinTech Festival. Uh, 
novel that yes. just ended. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, is Christina Georgieva literally coming out and making a really strong sa- statement? She even ended the session by singing We Will, We Will Rock You, which was pretty phenomenal. <laughs> and saying that there should be a greater push towards CBDCs because there's no running away which is, from which are? central bank digital currency, okay. which is like a bridge between your extreme... Web3 space, which is the cryptocurrencies, completely unregulated, completely mm-hmm. private, and completely regulated, completely monopolized, oops, controlled, oops, regulated by big banks, etc. So it's about finding that bridge where she is really saying that today only about 11 countries are embracing CBDC. And she did like a little informal poll, maybe just an informal poll around the room right now, the three of us. How many of you have cash in your wallets right now? A, li- a tiny bit, maybe 10 bucks. I don't. Mm. And then when they looked around the And room, actually, I don't need it. I just have it there just in case. That's right, because yeah. you're a dad. So but I never use cash. You know, I may have to give cash to Max, yeah, every now and then. But, yeah. but Christina Georgieva, she's the managing director of the International Monetary mm. Fund, right? So she, is, she has got a real 30,000-foot view on what's happening globally yeah. with money, with cash, yeah. with payments, with yeah. all of this, right? Yeah. So she is saying... We got to figure this out. We got to get into Web three. Is she a Web three proponent, or is she, she is? She is actually. I, I think when you are to your point, sitting at a helicopter level, you can't be. You can't be a proponent. Um, or I, I can't posit to speak for her, but yeah. she definitely is encouraging for regulators to adopt an entrepreneurial mindset. Entrepreneurs like me mm. to engage regulators because we recognize that this is such a new space that we all really have to work together to. Yeah. Because it's so early, it's too early to say cryptocurrency bad, metaverse bad, Web3 bad, and start bifurcation. It's really about setting the stage for sailing together rocking together and, and really working to get together mm. was really, I think, the, the peace message, to just take up from your previous metaphor, the peace message of, of um, SFF this How year. does this dovetail with, let's say, payments, right? Because Singapore, Hong Kong, places like this, we know that payments back and forth across countries is a big deal. We just heard today you will be in OCBC. Now you can do pay now mm. to Indonesia and to Malaysia just using your current app. You know, this interoperability, um, you know, those of us who have helpers here have to send – you know, they're sending money back yeah, to their families vengeance. every month and wherever they live. How, how does all of the Web3 kind of stuff that you're working with, does that impact our Co- payments back end? Your great question. Right now, right now, as we speak, not yet, because I think the Web3 ecosystem, to just take, take us back to, to Smobler for a bit. So Smobler is currently, yes, we're a pioneer in this. We are currently, yes, a pioneer in the space. Um, but we're starting out to build the infrastructure, getting people to even just understand what digital asset ownership is. There are players that are already really big into in, in, into tokenizing. So, for example, on the platform that we work with, uh, they use SAND as their native uh, cryptocurrency. At Smobler, we're not working at that level. What we do is really focus on the creativity, focus on allowing creators, say both of you, you come into the platform, you want to be able to create a metaverse studio of money 89.3 being able to then digitize and monetize off all the collectibles and the assets that you sell your microphones your little devices here that's where we're getting creators we're almost starting a getting people to understand what digital commerce is what virtual assets is getting people to have that buy-in is really where we're at because we're not Mm. even at that stage but Mm. we do know we're headed there why because if you look into the generation that's on roblox they are already buying selling trading creating in roblox they just can't take that currency out 
So they're spending all that time in the closed metaverse system. Mummy and Daddy's are working really hard on the weekend to pay for Robux. 15 bucks a month. Yep. Got it. <laughs> Doing it. Conservatively, <laughs> uh, and that six, and then multiply that by sixty million. Parents and Max can that. Max can tell you how much of that he gets out of it. It seems like I'm always putting exactly. into it. I'm never getting out exactly. of it. Exactly, and that's exactly what closed systems are, right? right? They right. they they want you they they want you to keep contributing to sure. to uh, their brand and, and what they're creating. So what we're trying to do is to say we're trying to democratize that platform where you can go on other platforms and you can actually then be able to monetize your assets. It goes into a wallet. So that's the system we're now all co-creating. Mm. together. So it, it will take time. Yeah. I, well, you made the right point there. It will take time. I can see how that would work with younger, digital savvy, roadblocks generation and so on. What about the folks like me and many others who've just got used to the 2.0 thing, Correct. who finally acknowledges that actually with my fingerprint, I go into my DBS app, I send money to my mother in the UK, I do this, I do that. I'm part of the big tech system that you've mentioned. But how do we then say, okay, just as you've got used to that, we're now saying you're going to move to something else entirely, which will be completely independent and divorced from much of that. And to be fair, it will be gradual, mm. right? I think uh, we mm. need to recognize that us sitting around the room are those that are, you know, forward thinking. We're, we're pushing the boundaries. We're, we're frontiers. We are a little bit mad. We're, you know, sitting on the fringes and we're pushing all of these. But we do understand that it takes time. So that's also why we always say we need an entire ecosystem. I mean, we hear these words being bandied about, but you really think about it, it does, right? Because you'd always have a group of people that the technologists, the entrepreneurs, the problem solvers of the world and saying, what problem can I go out and solve right now? Aha, I want to solve the problem of the unbanked. I want to solve the problem of the fact that land here is paying at least $15 every month into a Roblox system that he can never get anything out of. Mm. How can I solve that problem? So you have people out there solving those problems and then you're going to have the regulators that are going to come in and say, now how do we make sure that we don't go rogue with this? Mm. Right? We don't have Elon Musk you know, get, getting too roguey with this. And then you're going to have all your municipalities and you know um, uh, um, communities working together to sort of break this down. So this, mm. to me, I feel like it's always going to be a cycle. I don't think you're going to wake up tomorrow night and every and everyone's in Web three is going yeah. to be a gradual process. Yeah. Fascinating. I just have one final question to add to no, that. No, don't. Why, I want to keep talking. I'm getting into this deep <laughs> stuff now. Do you therefore see us shifting away from this technocratic dominance of individuals, these titans of Zuckerbergs and Musk? Because that's where we were going in the last ten years, right? But if I'm understanding you correctly, if there is a democratization of digital media, then these guys will end up having less power rather than more. Is that right and, or wrong? And that is what. For me, if you look at me, right, Asian female, right, I mean, I can't be more other, right? That is the hope because I truly believe that we do need diverse voices. Mm. We do need people to be able to rise through and be able to sort of poke through the, the technocracy and be able to have a seat at the table. Because you, you, to your point, it's not to say they're going to go away overnight. I don't think so. Mm. But that you must see the proliferation of like other democracies or other smaller yeah. players. If you think about the notion of an SME, an SME dominates about 80% of business landscape. 80%. Wow. Right? But yet a lot of these controls are being held by big companies. Tech, yeah. And so if – and today technology is already an enabler that allows us all to have platforms. But if all of these SMEs – are able to come together. So I give you a really good example, the GameStop example. It's, it's not to say that we're all going to be GameStoppers, but it's a wake-up call for Wall Street to say, wow, all these community folks used a platform to galvanize and they decided to make something 
happen with GameStop, mm. and it did. It it moved the market. And these aren't these aren't like Ray Dalio's of the world, right? These aren't Larry Fink's of the world. These are just average men and women. You know, they they, they all have one thing in common: access to. Um, a device yep. and they galvanized and they were able to move Wall Street. I mean, that was a wake-up call. Yeah, it's it, hilarious, by the way. It I, is I, hilarious. I mean, I, I, there is a lot of humor. It move the market. It literally yes. did. Yeah. And so I think that is something that big tech and, and governments are sitting up now to recognize that that era, that, that ship has sailed where we had full mm. control, that ship has sailed. And so we really do need to be engaging our communities. And, and this is what Web3, I, and I think this is the power of Web3 because the consumer, the community is really strong. That functions as a form of governance. We're talking with Dr. Loretta Chen, CEO and co-founder of Smobler Studios. One thing that Singaporeans may be familiar with if they've been around is the uh, LKY Centennial project that you did. And maybe you can just take us through what what that was, you know, an experience, an LKY experience in the metaverse, like what that was and how people maybe could see that? Can they still see it? Is it still around? Yeah, it is. You know, I love our so, conversations, Glenn, because, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell you folks, none of this is ever scripted. We don't have the questions planned, and I love the fact we're just going on a little journey. We don't but, do questions on this show. We're far too smart I for know, questions. Questions, smestions. Anyway, it. yeah. But, uh, yes, so again, serendipitous, I I'm, I knew uh, KB. Now, KB, he's uh, he's uh, one of those very... Who's that? I, I was about to say very okay. anonymous, very understated. His big-time CEO or spy Esprit Group. So if you've ever been to Dong Baru Bakery, Coffee Man ah, Coffee Roasters, right, right, right. if you've ever had a Brazilian, which I know you do, Neil, and you know, we, we go <laughs> to... You know me so well, Loretta. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so we go to all these brands and that's all owned by the Spa Esprit Group. Got it. But he... And, and so I've often wondered, wow, you've got all of these great art in your cafes and I realized he actually paints them. So one one such occasion, this was before I knew he was a, a closet artist. I was in his office and we we're discussing business. And I said, wow, you've got a lot of LKY art. You're like a serious collector. And he's like, no, I'm the artist. And I was like, this is really fascinating. And he said, yeah, I'm, I'm a real fan. Because he, he has, he's always said, like, you know, and Sing, Singapore's remade in the vision of this great man. And he said, he's a fan. And so I have a lot of art. And then I said, well, did you know that September 16th is his birthday? So if we're going to be launching something, because we, we intended to do something for the Spy Esprit group, all the brands that he has, and put them in the metaverse. Again, he's very forward thinking. Mm. understands that he, his consumers tend to be very future forward, right? If you're going to like, a, you know, going for Brazilian wax, you know, or, or having, you know, um, coffee, <laughs> <laughs> having, you know, uh, common man coffee roasters. And so he knows his customer. So he says, I want to, be, I want to engage in a metaverse. Okay. So we're talking that. The NSC is art. And I said, shall we just put all of your art into the metaverse and, and make it into an LKY centennial celebration? Because not one, a lot of the young people don't know, but we already know they're in a gaming platform. Two, it is the 100th centennial. I mean, yeah. it's it doesn't come around again. Right. <laughs> it only comes around the next 100 years. So we decided to do this. We decided to create a physical exhibition of his works, which we did have at the Four Seasons. And we also then had a physical exhibition in our office in Pixel um, because we're housed in IMDA Pixel. And we then created a metaverse version, a, a game version, kind of like Roblox, kind of like Minecraft. Um, so folks could go in there and understand LKY, the man, um, the purpose, his vision. And, but it's a game experience. Huh. And to take it one more level, we then also say, okay, when you engage in the game, you take a little snapshot or do a little post. You could then go to Chongbaru. Uh, and redeem a free croissant or a free cup of coffee. So 
we are implementing what we call, and back to your question earlier, Web 2, Web 3, how are we going to do all this? Omni-channel activation mm. to ease people in, right? Because the metaverse alone is like, wow, too much for me. It's a nice hybrid. It's a nice hybrid. And then there's use case. Oh, I go play this game online. I go get a coffee from Common Man or go get a croissant. Oh, you know, I can also go to the physical exhibition. People then see the trajectory. They may not need to know I'm in the metaverse or Web.3, but they understand there's something for me to do. It's like mm. a quest. Mm. There's a journey. So I think that's what Smobler wants to do, to tell great stories. And that's yeah. what we also did. And we launched this too at the Digital for Life Festival where our president was the patron. It's about enabling people to... The technology sh- should recede into the back uh, to use a quote... Shouldn't one, get in the way of the experience, exactly, right? Exactly. It's like DBS, right? Yeah. When they came out to say, it's also our partners. When DBS said, live more bankless. They're not saying, please don't come to the bank anymore. We just don't want you to see the pain of banking. Mm. Similarly, we, do, we don't want you to see the pain of what is the metaverse or what is Web 3.0. You just go with the flow, go with the experience, enjoy that, grab a cup of croissant or coffee at, at the end. Mm. And, f- and you've just gone through the experience. That's really what we endeavor to create. It's interesting because we had um, uh, Eric Israel, Uncle Eric, who's the artist, who is the artist at um, uh, the the genuine the noted artist at Tiong Baru Bakeries. Yeah, he's, right? he's at the Clark Key. We saw him at not Clark. He King. goes at, he goes around to all of them. For so Kenny, he, right? He's is been it, hired yeah. by your buddy to to sit and do sketches. Probably yeah. in yeah. Tiong Baru Bakery, That's right. and he does caricatures of people, and he just does it for free. So you're sitting there having a coffee. Who might come up and say, "Hey, can I do your can I do your caricature?" And you're like, sure. And and so he does it for free right then and there and gives it right to you. And, and so it goes it's back. It's part of this art in the in the space. Exactly. And you don't even think about it. And then you go, you go back to, I mean, sometimes I simplify things, but that's what we do, right? The world is very complex, VUCA, Bani. But then we just simplify it. We say, at the essence, what is it? It was a vision of the CEO who wants to incorporate art and commerce and culture, right? If KB didn't, if KB's not an artist or not artistically inclined, that doesn't have the sense of purpose, all of this wouldn't have filtered down, right? With you going to the cafe and having, Eric yeah. uh, doing a caricature. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to folks like us who are intentional, making insightful, intentional decisions, recognizing that our words, our actions have impact. Mm-hmm. I mean, cross-referencing what you just said earlier, mm-hmm. that your words you know, have repercussions, your actions have repercussions. I, I think if anything, a little takeaway from our conversation today is if we're all more intentional if what we're doing, you know, we can really move the needle collectively. Mm-hmm. Truly. So how are you going to move the needle in 2024? What's, wow. your, what's your plan? What's you and Snot's mobile plan big plans for next come year? come back to my 89.3 because I'm always so inspired by conversations. It starts with a conversation I, and that I truly mean. Uh, two, we are going to be um, over SFF as well. I had the you know opportunity to literally have breakfast with Ravi Menon. It's his last year this year as, as MD. Be able to sit in and listen to some of these super smart people and, and able to now sort of really think what is the future that we really want to push towards for Smobla. And it's really about bridging gaps. I don't just want to see us as a Web3 um, metaverse architect. So I'll go back and fix my website. Really is bridging <laughs> Web2 and 3. And also fostering new alliances and friendships with our friends from Tencent, DBS. Even though we're a small studio, uh, we punch above our weight because I think the things that we do, our words matter, our actions matter. We've been very intentional, very thankful for all the support we've been getting by the media, um, private, public support, hoping to do uh, more work that pushes uh, diversity, equity, inclusion. We're working on a, a women's um, project as well called Asian to put more Asian culture, women into the metaverse. We're working with local artists um, to take their IPs into the metaverse because it opens up to them a global platform. Mm. So these are all the things 
that um, just a couple of things going on. Just a couple of things going on. (laughs) You need to pull your finger out, Loretta. You're you're not doing enough. (laughs) I know. Got to go write more books like Neil. You're coasting. You're coasting. No, that's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Well, thanks. Thanks for being with us today. Uh, We're going to let it go for there for now. But, uh, you know, if somebody is interested in trying to figure out more about where they fit into Web3 into the metaverse. It could even be somebody who, who runs or owns a company yes. that's saying, hey, maybe maybe our company should be getting involved in this. How do they contact you or how do they get more information generally to understand more about how this might help them or be useful to them? Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely um, go to our website, which will revamp smolerstudios.com. Drop me a personal email, Loretta. At S-M-O-B-L-E-R, mm-hmm. Smobler. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, we're on all, um, I'm always on LinkedIn. In fact, to your point, I, I generally don't really use X. I, I use LinkedIn. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Vayner has come out and say that LinkedIn is going to be the next big social media platform, which, which I agree to. So much more responsible, I think. So definitely look me up at LinkedIn and always happy uh, to jump into um, a conversation. And thanks, you know, people don't know this, we, we didn't say it, but you came in very last minute to help us, to save us when a guest canceled last minute yesterday. So thank you for jumping in. Oh, Appreciate it. Anytime. But what anytime. A, seriously, what a pro. Seriously. Yeah. No questions. This is how it works. This is how the communication process <laughs> this <is> how, works. <laughs> this is how all interviews should be. Yes. Aww, right. We love you. Thanks, Loretta. Thank Loretta you very Chen. much, gentlemen. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.